Idleman Unplugged is part of the Edify Podcast Network. I want to see your face Pass me by the crowds of people The priests who sing your praise Hello, my name is Shane Idleman, and I'm the pastor of Westside Christian Fellowship in Leona Valley, California. It is my personal heart and goal for you to see truth through a biblical perspective. I hope that you enjoy this segment of Idleman Unplugged. I'm going to talk about a very important topic, and it's on healing, the gifts of healing. And let me give you the title here. Explain the, actually, I'm not going to explain the gifts. The title is Gifts of Healing. Why not go to the hospital? Why not go to the hospital? So, um, a couple thoughts on this. I'm going to just, um, share with you. I'm going to try to minimize this screen a little bit too, uh, so I can uh, look at a few different things. But first, let's let's talk about these gifts of the Spirit. I'm just going to read. I'm actually try this out. I don't know if this is a good idea, but we'll, we'll try. Let's see if it works. First time attempting this. So he's saying here, Paul is saying here, um, you know, you've got the, the talking about tongues. Um, but actually, if you go to first Corinthians 12 and now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. You know that you were Gentiles carried away by these dumb idols. However, you were led. In other words, you just, however you were led, that's what the direction you went. So he goes on to talk about, uh, in verse four here, there are diversities of gifts, but the same spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. And there are different, different, uh, types of activities, but it's the same God. But the manifestation of the spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. So see, the gifts of the spirit are given to actually benefit other people. Uh, and I would say the only exception would be tongues. That seems Paul team. And we can talk about that more in chapter, I believe it's 13, 14, talking about, you know, that's personal edification often. And that's a whole nother topic. I've taught about that. You can Google that on shaneidleman.com to get more or on YouTube. And so anyway, he goes on to say here, um, uh, it, maybe you can see it uh, if I do this. So he goes on to say, but the manifestation, the manifestation of the spirit, that basically means some people get concerned with the word manifestation. That actually just means God revealing himself. Uh, so the spirit reveals himself for the profit of all. For one is given the word of wisdom. Okay. We, again, we're going to talk about all these later. I'm not worried about these right now. Uh, to the other, the word of knowledge to another faith. So this gift, all these are gifts of the Holy Spirit to another. Now I want you to catch this gifts, plural of healings, plural to another gifts of healings by another, uh, or by the spirit, by the same spirit. And then to another, the working of miracles to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, uh, to another different kinds of tongues. And so uh, I'm going to try going back here now. Um, I should put this where it's closer, maybe in the future. So what he's saying here is he's talking about the gifts of the Holy spirit and, uh, this gift of, of tongues. I'm sorry, gift of healing. I'm, I'm getting a, a couple of these d- different uh, gifts on my mind here. So I'm going to, I'm going to unpack this for a minute. So, you know, let's say uh, it's often, it's a mocking tone. You know, somebody has a healing service. Well, why don't they go to the hospital? Why don't they, you know, 
walk up and down the hospital aisles. And and I actually have to repent to that because I've kind of mocked that in the past uh, with some of these people I don't agree with on TV or YouTube. It's just uh, just really is just um, a mockery to to Christ, I believe. Um, but understanding healing, you have to understand a few different things. Belief plays a role. Uh, he could not do many works there because of their unbelief. Jesus could not do many works there because of their unbelief. So belief plays a role, I think. And that's why Jesus also asked, Hey, are you willing to be healed? Do you want to be made healed? I mean, do you want to be well? And, you know, I want to be careful here, but as a pastor, I've seen this and I've sensed this quite a few times. Some people don't really want to be healed. Uh, they, they like the attention. Uh, they like, you know, maybe they don't have to work. Again, I'm not, I'm not painting a broad, uh, uh, taking a brush, you know, broad stroking here. Everyone, I think most people want to be healed. Most people don't like being sick, but there are some who, you know what? Um, I, I, somebody's caring for me. I can, I can do this all day. I don't want to care about my health and they don't really want to be healed. And so, you know, that could play a role. And of course, uh, as a sovereignty guy, I love God's sovereignty. I trust in God's sovereignty. God's sovereignty is my sanity. And so, you know, the reason you can't just walk into a hospital is then that would make you God and not God, God, uh, you know, boom, boom, boom. None of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. I believe none of the gifts um, can just be turned on whenever you want. Now, the only exception I would say personally would be tongues because Paul uh, now, let's say you don't think the gifts are for us today. Okay, well, back in Paul's time, I'm going to explain that in a minute too, don't worry. Let's just say Paul, so you don't think it's of the devil. And de- Paul would say, I speak in tongues. Nobody knows what I'm saying, but God knows it's for my spiritual edification. And it's, it's, it's the Holy Spirit kind of communicating there with God. And Paul, it would seem, would be able to just turn this on at whim because it's really within you that this, this fruit of the spirit, or I'm sorry, this gift of the spirit is within and you can, you're communicating with God and you're praying. So that's different than a gift of healing or prophecy, because those are at specific times when, when God wants to heal someone, or maybe he doesn't want to heal someone. Uh, we have to remember that sin plays a role in, in not being healed as well. Sin plays a huge role. Uh, what about the demonic realm? I mean, there's examples of people being uh, sick and whether it's ep- ep- epilepsy or bent over or women that are loose from your infirmities, casting out the demons. And so there's a demonic realm as well. So, you know, unless you take authority over that and really God gives you discernment, you can't just heal at, at, on a whim. Um, and I also did a longer video on this. I'll direct you to uh, YouTube. Um when God heals and doesn't heal, you know, when God heals and doesn't heal. And I break all this down, I think about six or seven different things. So I would, I would encourage you to watch that in addition to this, because this, that's a whole different topic. But, um, so, you know, after explaining the gifts, uh, understanding that I, I believe that, you know, can heal someone, you know, God will give the gift of healing to certain people, um, and I believe, you know, elders um, will be given that from God from time to time. You know, we can talk about that later. Uh, call the elders, anoint them with oil. We actually had this happen uh, you know, at Westside Christian Fellowship. You know, God would give all the credit. You know, this this um, Susan gave her testimony. And again, I don't know how he healed. Other people are praying for her. All I know is she came in with stage four cancer, showed the scan. It was everywhere. And uh, we laid hands. We prayed. 
nothing miraculous took place. And then I get the report and she checked it twice that it, the, it, everything's gone. And, you know, the, the scan shows clean, clear. So I, I'm not naive enough. Uh, I'm not naive thinking that we have this miraculous power, but I do believe in the word of God. I believe that, you know, we trust God when he says to do things and, and leave the results up to him. You know, that's really how I have to view this. Um, so here's my thoughts on when that, which is when the gifts of the Holy Spirit, you know, still available today and, and why is it questionable? I mean, I just, you know, I read my MacArthur study Bible this morning and uh, there are quite a few things that I just, I don't see that way. Many of you know, some of you don't, but in first Corinthians 12, 13, 14, I believe it's 13, you know, Paul talks about the, you know, love being so profound and so powerful. And, uh, you know, he says tongues will do, be done away with prophecy will be done away with. But when that which is perfect comes, I believe that Greek word is teleos. Jesus used that same word when he said, go tell Herod that fox that on the third day I will be perfected. And so when that which is perfect comes, that which is in part will be done away with. In other words, now that we have the canonization of scripture, uh, we don't need these sign gifts is how the argument goes. So a couple of thoughts on that. What really is glaring and sticks out to me is if those sign gifts were only for, you know, with Jesus and the, those, those 12 apostles, that was it. Now, you know, after those guys, they needed the gift of miracles, uh, the raising of dead, these tremendous miracles that took place, you know, after they utilized those to validate the gospel, to validate their message, it's no longer, we no longer need that anymore. When that which is perfect comes, we have the canonization of scripture. And so we don't need the miraculous sign gifts. So I instantly, you know, like many people like, well, okay, so why is Paul writing to the Christians in Corinth? Um, I mean, decades after Jesus has been resurrected. Why is he telling them how to steward the gifts <laughs> if it was just for the early apostles and Jesus? I, so that doesn't make any sense because the application is to the church. Now, some might say, well, yeah, Shane, the early church had the gifts. But then, I mean, when did they cease? The Council of Nicaea when, when, or the canonization of Scripture in 300 AD. Then they cease because now we have the Bible and so where's that timeline? And so I just, I think, I think first Corinthians 12, 13, 14 is written to the church today. D Martin Lloyd Jones would lament to that as well. He said, living children need rules. Living vibrant churches need the rules and boundaries of first Corinthians 12, 13, 14. Dead churches don't. Those churches that, that, that push away the miraculous. So that's why I can't. And even John Calvin in his commentaries, uh, on this passage said that which is perfect is when we see Jesus when that which is perfect comes. Jesus is here. We don't need all these other gifts. And to say we don't need, you know, in, in Africa or Asia, uh, Iraq, they don't need to validate the gospel anymore with sign gifts. I, uh, of course they do. Uh, abs I mean, that that's one of the points of the sign gifts is to validate the message. They have the spiritual power to back their words. So I just don't see that happening. Also, if the sign gifts aren't for us today, you know, then we're basically saying, you know, I actually see better than Paul because Paul said right now we look through a glass kind of dimly. 
Uh, we, we can't see too well, but when that which is perfect comes, we, we will see perfectly. We'll see. And so I can't see how we see better than Paul. So with that said, I definitely believe the gifts of the Holy Spirit are valid for today. I've seen them. I've experienced them. No, it's not even, it's not even, um, on my, on my radar. I mean, it's not even in my, in my thinking that there, we don't need them today. Now, you don't see them as much, I believe, in America. A lot of reasons for it. You know, how, how desperate are we? Are we feeding ourselves all the time? You know, we're not fasting and praying and, and being filled mightily with the Holy Spirit to see the miraculous. I don't think you can lead a carnal life and, uh, you know, kind of put God on the shelf and then expect to go out and, and do incredible things for Him because what, the, the gifts of the Holy Spirit flow out of someone who is filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, now sometimes the gift and callings of God are irrevocable. And so you will see people move, moving mightily in possibly the gifting of the Holy Spirit and the power of the Spirit, but then you'll see them kind of fall away. You'll see them kind of like, you know, getting caught up in the limelight and the name recognition. That's why they'll start missing it prophetically. They'll start just kind of working up the crowd and, and they're losing it. But God still might work through them because the gifting, the anointing he gave them is still valid uh to a degree. At some point, I believe judgment falls and um, he, they are removed from that office and different things. But I like, you know, with John MacArthur and others in the, his Bible, I, I see why people have a problem with it because I watch stuff on YouTube and I'm like, I don't believe that either. I don't think that's biblical either. I don't like that. I mean, that's just weird. I mean, that, I don't know if that's God either. I mean, big offerings, you know, four, $4,000 suit and ties and this, this kind of this ambiance of, of this man of God. And it's, it's, and then, we see that we're like, well, no, you know, that can't really, that that's not of God. And so I think what people do is because they've never experienced the power of the spirit, they discount it because they're defining it based on what they see, not what they themselves have experienced that lines up with scripture. And so um, I won't mention names, but a famous Bible teacher said he doesn't believe in casting out demons uh, because he tried it once and it didn't work. Okay, um, <laughs> that tells me there's a lot of pride there. You're not the gauge of spiritual truth. Uh, could it be that there was doubt? Could it be that uh, you're not open to the work of the Holy Spirit? And so anytime you get into that deeper life, praying and fasting, all night prayer meetings, at two hours of worship at the altar, a lot of this, this conservative group, they don't like that because they've really never experienced the deeper things of God. So they like to stay shallow. I'm just shooting you straight. I'm not trying to, you know, target anyone. I'm just on the charismatic side. There are some lunatics uh, that are just ridiculous. But on the conservative side, we have, you know, it's like, that's why I often say the circus and the cemetery. And I, I don't want either. I want to, I want to find that common ground. And so the gifts of the Holy Spirit are absolutely vital and important today. Um, you know, but as with anything else, people can miss it. Sometimes they can be off. Uh, and you know, they'll make fun, like say this prophetic voice missed it. Ah, see, you know, if it was really a prophet, if they're, they're actually a false prophet and they need to be stoned, you know, they joke around a little bit, but sometimes people miss it. You know, if they're, they're gifted and God's moving, I've seen this many times, God's moving in their life and they're, they're just waiting on God and they give a prophetic word that's right on the money and, and months later, and they got to give another, you know, word to someone that's right on the money. But then they start to say, well, I'm pretty good at this. I think, you know, whatever thought they have, oh, this must be from God. And they go and find out and deliver it. And it's not from God. 
So it doesn't mean they're a false prophet. It means they lost that intimacy with God and they moved too, too quickly ahead and they didn't seek him and, and wait on him. And usually when there's something from the Lord, it's a burden that will, that's not easily lifted. It's a, it's a, it's something that God is really wanting to speak into the life of another. And I, I've given many examples over the years. Um, and you can even read, if you want more information on this, I know Sam Storm, incredible theologian, has good information on the gifts of the Spirit. John Piper, also another one of those uh, people who believe uh, in the gifts and power of the Holy Spirit still today. And that gift, so the gift of healing, um, can heal doesn't mean always will heal. I think that's where it's when God supernaturally gives someone the faith and the belief and the desire to pray for someone and believe that healing will take place. I've seen this. So I think people can go to the hospitals. How do we know the millions of people across the United States and, and the world that are, that are being healed by the power of God? We, we don't know. We don't even know one fraction of one minute fraction of one minimal, you know, trillionth of a fraction, what God is doing across a whole globe. And yet we base it on what we see in our own little bubble. I know people who do go to the hospitals. Uh, I've been to hospitals and I'll, you know, and I just this couple weeks ago walked in a hospital and praying, Lord, if you want me to come back and pray for people, let me know. And it, it's kind of being, the key is to being sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit, whether it's at Trader Joe's or Target or Costco or gas station or hospitals, you know, being open and sensitive. So I think a lot of you listening, you should get out more. And go to the hospitals and say, Lord, do you want to use me today? And just be an encouragement to people to pray for people and possibly watch God move because you're stepping out in faith. So uh, that's my you know, kind of breakdown of why, obviously, I think the gifts do apply today. Um, you can go back and, and listen to this again. You know, why is Paul breaking down, gosh, chapters 12 and 13 primarily if it doesn't apply to us anymore, I mean, it just, it actually, actually makes no sense to me. But I do believe that the leading of the spirit that I just talked about in the gift of faith, uh, go hand in hand. And so I'm going to, let's try this again. I'm going to have you look at James five. Um, is any one of you suffering? Let's see. I'm down here, uh, towards the bottom here. James five thirteen. is anyone among you suffering? Okay. Well, let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing song, psalms. So you can see how God is, or James is talking here. If you're suffering, if you're going through a difficulty, take it to prayer. But if you're cheerful and things are going good, praise God, thank God. But if it, is anyone among you sick, how often does this happen? Is, is anyone sick? I mean, this is so clear. Let him call for the elders of the church. And now I don't believe a person always has to do this. It seems like there's a, a special case here where God is directing this person and the elders. I don't know what these advertisements are on the side here. So ignore that. <laughs> um, kind of hungry when you do that and show this, these, these prices on this meat here. Anyway, um, so, and the prayer, so let's, let me back up here. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him. Like I talked about earlier, anointing him with oil. Now this, you know, I, I just obey. I don't really understand exactly. We do know the, the anointing, uh, the anointing can break the yoke. We know the anointing oil, um, 
it's funny, the word anointing him with oil is in the same sentence because the anointing oil, the anointing of God, the oil represents the power of the Holy Spirit. And so anointing is just recognizing, God, we are recognizing that you can heal right now. We're applying, we're asking that the Holy Spirit would begin to heal in Jesus' name. And the prayer of faith. So who, who's, who's, who's exhibiting faith here? The elders, for sure. Uh, could it be the person being prayed for? Yeah, I would say so for sure. And the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise them up. If, uh, you know, if, you know, again, according to God's sovereign plans, according to uh, all the different things I mentioned, demonic, uh, sin, sovereignty, you get, there's a lot to this. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Confess your trespass to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. So here's another text showing that, um, you know, you can possibly obviously be sick um, with, I'm, I'm sorry, you can be sick due to sin. So big deals there. Um, also, I want to just clarify on this topic of healing. Um here's here's the key uh, i want to find that scripture well first corinthians i think many of you um you know you can go back to it or just pull it up in your bible but here's the thing if i doubt that well, i don't know if this is really for us today and i live in that doubt oh it's going to be a hard hard journey ahead because uh doubt pushes out faith and so what i do is lord I don't want to doubt you. I, I see what your word says. Would you show me? I want to trust you. I want to believe in you. I don't want to, I don't want these phony guys on TV to, to um, persuade me, you know, either way or on YouTube. And some people are genuine. I, I, I think I should maybe clarify there. You know, some people are genuine uh, on and it's recorded. And so they're genuine. It's recorded. But then obviously the enemy is, is uh, counterfeiting things. Um, you know, the question comes up too. Should we have healing services? Well, should you have healing services? And people say, well, that's not in the Bible. Well, true, but the word Bible isn't in the Bible. The word Trinity isn't in the Bible. The word, technically, the word theology, the study of God is not in the Bible. You know, there's a lot of, just because it's not in the Bible doesn't mean uh, that we can't do it, especially if it stays within the parameters of biblical principles. So, you know, I don't know. We haven't had too many healing services. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Uh, and here's here's what I would do, though. The, hey, you know, Saturday night, whatever, we're going to have special worship. We're going to have we, we want to invite you to come with the spirit of expectation. Uh, we want you to come expecting God to move, expecting God to heal. We don't know his sovereign plans. Um, I'm not going to be able to just turn it on and turn it off. I'm not I'm not. I'm not saw God. I, I can't just pray for people and everyone coming is going to be healed. Um, but we do want to create an atmosphere in which there's expectation. There's tremendous faith. The elders are available. We have anointing oil. We, we just, we just trust God in this area and we want to bless others. And so if you want to come Saturday night, I mean, we're not doing this. It sounds good. I actually might want to consider that. That, that's how I would handle a, a healing service. And a lot of these people that you see, you know, go to, uh, I'm, I can mention names, but you know, that's another thing. That's a, maybe that's a whole nother podcast, but people say, why don't you mention names? Well, 
I see the clip you have of these people, but I don't know these people personally. I mean, a false prophet is somebody who is like an unbeliever intentionally leading people to hell. And to call some of these guys that are just kind of maybe not strong theologically, maybe they've been raised in Pentecostal churches, don't have a ground grounding on theology, say some things I wouldn't say, to come out and call them a false prophet without knowing them. I mean, I, I, I can't do that. Uh, but over the years, I've called out names, uh, for sure during their emergent church movement. Um, I would say there are some, you know, pretty popular, uh, names out there that I would be leery of for sure. And maybe I'll do a name, name, uh, when do you name names podcast? I actually did that. When do you name names? So you can look at Idleman Unplugged. This one is for just, just Christians. This one, Pastors Unplugged, Pastors Unplugged. I think you can find it iTunes. Podbeam, about 16 other different platforms. You know, these two are where I talk about these topics. And I think I did one already, when to name names. So check that one out. But my point is, and I don't want to forget it. Um, oh yeah. When you know, you come with the spirit of, a spirit of expectation and you have seen, I've been at services. The, the downside of a healing service is so many people come and uh, it just breaks my heart. You know, they're, they're in the back in a wheelchair. Uh, and we've got some people in wheelchairs at our church that I've been, it's by my heart, Lord, please give me that burden. To, I pray for healing. God, I know you can do it. But without that gift of faith, without that unction of the spirit, without that leading of the spirit, you know, like Johnny Erickson Tata's case, she's talked about it before that God has, has kept her in that state so she can be a a missionary here. And she's, I can't imagine how many lives she would not have changed had she not been in the condition she's in. And we know she's going to have total healing at some point. And so that's where God has her. She recognizes it. Um, but I've seen people come and just be let down. Um, I've talked about this before. I think on that healing video, when God heals and doesn't heal, I, I, I will talk about it more there. I've been to the conferences and uh, I've seen so many people just wanting to be healed and, and not. And the way the speaker words things, it's, it's a dangerous because it's, you know, just have the faith, just come forward. If you have enough faith, you'll be healed. Well, okay. There could be six other reasons why the person's not healed. Demonic. Are, 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 are you walking them? Do they need deliverance? And that's a whole nother topic. I, I don't believe Christians can be possessed. The Bible doesn't use that word. It was in the translation there. The word is demonized. And I believe a believer, if they open the door, um, I mean, don't do this, but if you go smoke some marijuana and you buy a six pack of alcohol, you're going to be under the wrong influence. You're opening the door to the demonic there, uh, the occult and witchcraft and, and sorcery and, and these movies, these dark demonic movies. If they entertain us and we begin to watch them more and we begin to drift from Christ, there's now a demonic stronghold. And that's why our battles are spiritual. And so anyway, that was a, a side a rabbit trail. On that one, I might have to go back and, and try to figure out the question I was trying to answer, but I think it had to do with, um, you know, conferences, people not being healed. Um, oh yeah, the speaker would, you know, how do you know repentance needs to take place? You know, if I'm going to have a, a mass gathering like that, I'm going to have to teach thoroughly on healing. Some of you, if you're holding in bitterness and a critical spirit and unforgiveness, and it's just, you, you know, God could heal you, but you've got to let that go. Others of you, if you just got unrepentant sin, um, and you're just not wanting to let it go and you're walking in disobedience, I believe, you know, healing could be hindered by that. Uh, others, if there's a demonic, a demonic influence in your life, we know we need to pray for that or God's sovereignty. What about if the person? What about if God is, is developing their character through this journey? I can't tell you how many people that I, I I've known over the years as a pastor where they come out at the end of this saying, man, God, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't don't want to go through that again, but God really 
profoundly and deeply impacted my life. And I have a much deeper relationship with him now. And so you see that you see that God's sovereignty and God's sovereignly in control. And so I would probably be, Lord, if it's your sovereign will, I believe I have faith. God, do you want to heal me tonight? If there's any area that's not pleasing to you, God, please do it. Do a thorough work in my heart. And, and you step out and you trust, but you also have faith that God knows what is best. And I know hyper Pentecostals and charismatics don't, don't like me to say that. They've told me, brother, you can't, you can't say if it's a God, if it's according to your will, um, would you heal these people? No, you have to name it. You have to claim it. You have to take authority. And it's almost the wording is almost as if I am going to be the healing mechanism. And what I say is going to speak something into existence. Now, that's dangerous because I think it's okay to say, Lord, I don't know your sovereign plans. Your word says healing. I'm going to step out in faith and believe. God, I trust in you. And uh, I, I would never want to err on the side of trusting me more than God's sovereignty. Um, now, on the flip side, I know, you know, people can say, Lord, if it's your sovereign will, we just pray and they, there's no belief in their heart. There's doubt in their heart. You know, they're, 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 there's no fire, fire or fervency in their prayer. It's almost like looking at a, a picture of a fire, you know, you see it, but you don't feel it. And I, and that's, uh, we could go into James again, the effectual, effective, targeted, fervent, fervent, hot, 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 passionate, desperate prayer of a righteous man, a man of right standing with God avails much. And so there is a lot to that, that fervency, that effectiveness, that contending, that calling down heaven, that saying, Lord, I'm going to, I'm going to take, I'm, I'm going to fast tonight. I'm going to miss dinner and I'm just going to seek you for the next couple hours. I need to hear from you. I am hot with this topic. I am fervent. I want to see my wife healed or my children healed or my children at the altar. And there's a fervency and you're, you're effective because of that. So anyway, I hope that helped. I want to keep this under 30 minutes and it looks like we, we hit that goal. But if you do have um, questions on, you know, any any type of topic uh, from, you know, healing to gifts of the spirit and for future podcasts, obviously, you can call the church. Uh, it's on the, our, our web, church website, Westside Christian Fellowship. But the easiest thing might be to just email us what your question is, and uh, maybe I can get to it here in the future. So anyway, hope that helps. Signing off on this episode of Idleman Unplugged. If you've enjoyed this episode of Idleman Unplugged, be sure to send us your ideas and topics for future episodes of the podcast. You can send us an email at westsidechristianfellowship.org or shaneidleman.com. Again, my name is Luke Duncan, and I am your host of Idleman Unplugged. Thank you for listening to us today, and join us again on the next episode. Thank you for listening to Eidelman Unplugged. For more information, visit us at shaneidelman.com. Again, that's shaneidelman.com. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. 
El Paseo Publications proudly supports the Westside Christian Fellowship Radio Network. We are committed to quality and Christian publication. Free ebooks can be found at westsidechristianfellowship.org under free ebooks. Books such as What Works for Men and What Works for Young Adults will help readers understand that the obstacles ahead are never greater than God's power to take you through. Books such as What Works When Diets Don't and Feasting and Fasting demonstrate how health can be achieved from a biblical perspective. Other free books such as Answers for a Confused Church and Desperate for More of God show the importance of fully surrendering our lives to Christ. And One Nation Above God is a must-read for anyone concerned about the direction of America. Again, free downloads of these ebooks are available at westsidechristianfellowship.org. We are happy about partnering with the Westside Christian Fellowship Radio Network.